hello and welcome to his Broadcast, the English language Broadcast no podcast that nobody asked for. My name is David. And it finally happened. It finally happened. Oh yes. We're going down. We're very going down. Was that not the song you're referencing? Oh no, I was just I just, was just going I was just going down there. Yeah. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Surely it's, surely it's something like Fallout Boy, you know. Ooh, yeah, Sugar, yeah. we're going down yeah. swinging with very little swinging involved, yeah, actually. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, so spoiler alert, Throvka have been relegated. And yeah, we're going to talk about it to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not going to go too hardcore on it. We're going heavy on the fripperies yeah, today um, because it's it's frankly too depressing. It's yeah. Uh, once we sort and of, inevitable. Yeah, if we can, we're going to take some um, some time to compute this, even though I think that we all <laughs> knew this was going <laughs> yeah, to happen exactly, yeah. around about mid October. Uh, we will be, um, I believe, in a fortnight's time, be having our um, usual end of season review, mm-hmm. which will have lots of fun and games. Well, it'll have things in it. Yeah. I might, I might change it to an end of season review R E V U E, where we just have musical numbers and costumes instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think that will be, you know, eases the pain. But uh, yeah, as we said, the uh, the finger pointing and recriminations have already begun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm cliche bound to say the post mortem has already begun. But uh, yeah, we're going to go into all of that and. Uh, some other stuff. Do they usually do post-mortems on, on, on things that have been dead for a while? Yeah, I think the corpse of um, um, Zvorovka is, uh, you know, has hit rigor mortis at this point. So I'd, I'd say more, I think it's getting to the, you know, you know when they um, they exhumed Cromwell and they, uh, just to, just to um, hang Put him on quarters yeah. corpse. I'm, I'm feeling very much like that, that's happening at the moment. Anyway, uh, we are going to start with something positive. We got to go and see the football. We did! Hooray! So, off to Serbska we went for the first time in nine months, probably. Yeah, the, I last, think so. the last time that we played a home game and we were allowed to go was the 3 0. Was it? No, it was a 2 0. The 2 0 defeat to Carvina. Yeah. So that, that was will... game f- six of the season, I think. Yeah, something because we like had that. home to Sparta, Olomouc, and then Carvina. So yeah, game six. Um, no, we had we were at home to Bohemians. Well, as well, either way, sometime around then. Let's not get too nitpicky about it. But the point is, we were back. We were allowed to go back to see some football in the sunshine, and I bloody loved it. It was really, really nice. <laughs> It was, a, it was a lovely day for it. Yeah. Um, I think you have to actually, before we even go into it, actually, um, for once, actually praise the club for doing this reasonably efficiently, how they were able to uh, distribute um, tickets to those who were interested Yeah. and make the process reasonably smooth, even though you did have to go in and get um, you know, an antigen test uh, from your nearest health repository. Yes. In advance. Um, so yeah, how it worked was basically the Wednesday before the game, they emailed every season ticket holder and you could reserve a space for your season ticket. The first 600 would get an email back, uh, a confirmation email. Um, and then, yeah, it was up to you to get yourself an antigen test or a PCR test uh, valid for no more than 48 hours before kickoff. So we duly did. That's easy enough. You can book online and wander in and it done in sort of 15 20 minutes you get your results that was fine and then you could go along and it all worked very smoothly didn't it It was very good yeah 
So uh, standing we were on a Saturday, sort of late afternoon, beer in hand, sun on the back. And yeah, it was really, really nice. Um, we lost, obviously, 3-2 yeah. three, <laughs> three, it was. Yeah. Uh, Boleslav scored their first goal after six minutes. So that was, it felt felt like we were really back there uh, as uh, Durkal found himself with nobody near him a yard from goal. Yeah, uh, it was one of those goals that I'm pretty sure I've seen us concede about 10 times mm. this season. And it's the usual thing where Zborovka just, you know, start somebody reasonably positively, reasonably <laughs> positively, uh, and then just have a complete nightmare at the back, switch off. And it's it's what has actually killed us all season. Yeah. It's just balls across the box. Yep. Where, you know, people uh, don't know, you know, where they're on, they're sort of, you know, backs to the backs to the uh, to the player, or you know, n- not having backs to goal either, and it's just go- goes horribly wrong every single time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really the keeper can do about it, um, unless you make the argument that keeper should be the one that organises defence. But wasn't good, and it sort of did set the tone for what was, you know, going to maybe you know come on for the rest of the afternoon. Yeah. So Durkal scores, then it's sort of back and forth until the thirty eighth. Minute and it's um, Dodjera with mm-hmm. with a oof with a rocket. It's uh it's one of those. It's bouncing around the area. It comes out and he just catches it, doesn't it? It's like a thirty yard volley from the edge of the area. I didn't even feel that bad. Like, no, it was like cool. that is a <laughs> that is a, you know it was worth worth coming just to see that. Dear me, what a hit! Yeah, I mean at that point I was just convinced the game was gone and what we had been talking about leading up to that anyway was the result was actually seemed immaterial, uh, you know, compared to the fact that we were able to actually go into a ground, have a beer, yeah. you know, talk to some people again. And, and it felt a little bit more like, you know, like a Saturday afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. Like we used to have. And if, you know, th- hopefully, you know, we play our cards right and, the, you know, the country keeps going the way it is in terms of uh, cases and this will become more and more and more in the future. And we hopefully will be in a place where we can, to an extent, enjoy next season. Mm. It might still be a stretch if we're um, looking at things like away support and stuff like that. That's going to almost certainly be hanging in the balance. But on the trajectory we're currently going, I think that decent home crowds, mm-hmm. a couple of thousand maybe, will, maybe, will yeah. be um, a distinct possibility. Argument being, of course, if we'd need any more than that. Uh, so... Um they allowed um, 600 people into the game. And, you know, I said that doesn't look like we've got 600 people. Yeah. Do you know what the official attendance was? Go on. 280. Really? Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is... <laughs> I was um, I was a bit... Uh, I forgot to check my email today uh, until a bit later for mm. the Opava game. And I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll not get a ticket. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, we go in, yeah, back to the football thing. Uh, we go in at halftime, 2 0 down. Um, two minutes after the break, Durkal gets his second and we're 3 0 down. Two minutes after that, there's a penalty. Pernitzer puts it away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're sort of fighting back. 74 minutes, Plikistar gets one back, but 3 2 it finishes. And Boleslav, who have looked good and absolutely work their way up the table well and professionally to safety from January. Um, yeah, now safely ensconced in lower mid-table. So, you know, well done them. They look fantastic. Yeah. Like, the 
the two things that you would that really did catch your eye was just how better Boleslav look on the ball after they've made these additions. And yep. you know, you're a cliche, but you know, when you have better players coming in on loan, even just for I'm assuming to get fitness up in some cases for mm. for a lot of these. Um, Guys, in Skalak's case, I'm sure that oh, yeah, was true. Absolutely. Like, because he he hasn't, you know, he's he's barely featured in England for about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. So, and they just ended up running the show uh, for for vast waves of the game. And isn't it? If we're talking about like, or, you know, we did comment that these balls across the box and that that goal mm. that we could replicate 10, 15 times this season has really killed us. What also has killed us is the idea that we only show up after we're two or three goals down. <laughs> yes. And again, yeah. it happened. It just, it, it felt very much like the Budjavica game where we got just ripped on the counter a bunch of times and then, oh, we decided to wake up and thought, oh, we yeah. might as well give it a crack now. And it's too late. Yeah. Too late for many things. Uh, so, now we've done that. Um, <laughs> Do you remember the old duffer behind us, man, who was just chatting away all, all game? And then it got back. What, he, Pavel? Aye. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. No, this, this old guy. And then he, um, he got up to leave um, and he saw the second goal for us go in uh, yeah. 3-2. And he was just like, he was just, ah, I'm on my feet now and just fucked up anyway. <laughs> oh, that was that guy. What was he? Did he even, even stay for the... What was he saying? He'd been supporting Zbravka since when? 1945. Yeah, his first, yeah, his first game was, yeah. I wasn't sure if I believed that because he did not look like no. 80s. I, I bet, yeah, it might have been like 19... 19- 54 maybe or something. he was born but, in 1945 yeah, but but yeah it's yeah kept up the um kept up the uh, hashtag witty banter throughout yeah. didn't it yeah so that was yeah that was a thing and we were glad to do it and i'm sure even though we are now down and we're playing Opava who are bottom well we might get some goals and we'll be glad to do it again if we can i'm going weekend, for so. i'm going for 90 minutes solely to shout things about bartoniak and we're going to talk about him in the next section which we're going to call ownership chat Ownership chat. Is that a long enough pause for the music to come in? It was exactly the right amount of time. That's down to good editing, (laughs) if I do say so myself. So this is going to be the French section of the the podcast where we talk about the the ownership of uh, of felines. Of a cat, yeah. Voici le chat de Zbroyovcast. Mm-hmm. Zbroyovcast. You know, you go. Why, it was why sitting there looking why at you. <laughs> you missed a trick by not calling uh, Lulu that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, this was not going to be a section, but I, um, I received a, a message today. See a wav. <laughs> yeah, from the boys at Infinity Rocket Plastics, yeah. bastards, and. On May the 31st, there is planned to be a meeting between Václav Bartoniek, the majority owner of the club, the Beno City and representatives of the city and all its kind of concerns, sporting and civil and so forth, and this PR agency um, concerning basically what they're calling already crisis communications. Oh, boys. Yes. Um, It's to discuss the ownership and the future of the club and basically um, 
trying to pacify the majority of the fans and the rest of the city, which is why they're bringing the city people in to give more on the state of the ownership, the state of the stadium, what, if anything, Bartoniek um, basically tends to bring to the club as his going concern that's being run into the ground and so forth. The other... Worth pointing out at this point, because some people will think, especially back home, about what has the tower, what's the city proper got to do with the football club if it's like an ownership or whatever. Worth remembering that City owns a stadium. Yes. And if we're not playing at that stadium... Yeah. I can't think of anywhere else we can actually play in Burnham. Yeah. Um, It's also to do with the fact that um, any money that the city is going to be investing in the club, i.e. helping them to renovate Lujanki or there was talk about renovating Sudabska or bringing it up to a higher standard depends on us being in the top league and bringing in money because they're not going to do it all themselves. The club needs to be pulling its weight. The city is basically attempting to do them a favour by making it as simple as possible and they're not going to do that if there is no support and the club is a laughing stock. So, yeah. Um, There is also a rumour... Oh, if you don't know... uh, when we say uh, Bartoniak, we mean Václav Bartoniak, who owns 70% of the club. Uh, he bought that majority shareholding in 2013 from Yaroslav uh, Prechek, who in turn had bought that 70% from the Prost brothers, Roman and Stanislav. Um, their ownership era began in 2003, and it coincided with the club's youth system doing very well and us mm-hmm. producing a lot of players like uh, Andre Mazuch and Marek Streshtik and the one who went to CSK Moscow, whose name escapes me, but basically making a lot of money for the club. Uh, Martin Laysal came through. We sold him to Venezia, I think, as well. And um, Roman Pross uh, was basically accused of keeping all the money for himself and not putting it back in. And then there was um, Pros, 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 Piloto Hodost, which was the back-in-the-day version of Bartoniek then. Um, so he sold up, Prechek took over, and then uh, a year after that, Bartoniek came in. And yeah, as I say, since 2013, he's been the majority shareholder. The only person who has been there the whole time is um, Petr Hoskovets, who was the smaller partner from the Pross Brothers era onwards. They had 70, he had the 30, he kept his 30 when Prechek was there, and he still owns the 30 That uh, now that uh, Bartoniak is there. There are rumours of him selling his 30%. He's the only person who's been there since, like, 2003 as a minority mm-hmm. shareholder. But there are rumours of him selling his 30% to Wedos, the company that now owns the naming rights to the ground and the hideous sponsor on the front of our shirts. Really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Some hot ownership chat for you there. What do you reckon? So, I mean, do I, the problem is, do I want to give you more editing to do? Why? Well, does this mean that um, the club that is proud sponsors of the Wedos Derby... Wedos Derby! Good. ...is going yeah. to be involved in the, in the, in the club's day-to-day runnings? Uh, Might improve the website. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. It's all uh, rumour and conjecture for the moment, but this end of May press, 
you know, PR thing is supposed to be quite a big... Was, was there not supposed to be, like, the 47th richest man in the Czech Republic interested? Yes, this um, also uh, is to either possibly address or, like, confirm or deny rumours of... Is his name Veit, possibly? I can't remember his surname. But, yeah, your, your Prague businessman who used to own Slavia. Because the what the only stuff that I've really heard on this, and thank you, because that was for, that was as much for my benefit as the listeners that overview. All that I I've went, heard, I went, I went digging into the like Eden S archives from like twenty eleven. Because all I've really read so far is a sport article that that said that um, Bartiniak was not going to sell because he he likes selecting the managers and saying who to buy. <laughs> There's a game for that. It's on Steam. It'll cost you about forty quid if you want to play at being a being a proper football man. But it is. It's um. This is going to be, I think, the story of what happens over the summer. My prob the problem that I'm going to have, and we'll we'll go into this later in in future episodes. Is is this going to mean that we just are in limbo and aren't able to get a good manager and a good squad in place for the start of the season? Yeah, well, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens uh, end of this month and you will hear it or see it possibly first on probably on our social media. If you're not following us on Facebook and Twitter, do so. We're at Zbrojovcast. And uh, yeah, come for the memes, stay for the vague bits of journalism that occasionally happen. So uh, so yeah, that's that. Um, shall we do a beer of the podcast? If you'd like. I would like. Okay. Podcast with beer. Or is it? Of the, is it? I've gone rogue, David. So we'll have the podcast rogue. So let's go for Cider of the Podcast. Unprecedented scenes here at Royal Cast Towers. This is this is our version of Dylan going electric. I feel. <laughs> um, yeah. So you've been far more into the ciders recently. I have. Yes. Summer is coming after all. So it's, uh, time time for the time for the quaffable. Yes, exactly. The quaffable fruitiness. So I thought we'd have a go. Good. Excellent. What I have for you is a local. This is Yarmila Stoprocent wow. Bernienski. Um, cider from Richard. That is a lovely label, by the way. Isn't it cute? It's very, very nice indeed. Uh, I'll put a picture of this on the uh, social, because that is that is a lovely label. So yes, they're offering us a semi-dry cider, mm-hmm. straight out of Brno. Got this from the shop at, uh, I can never remember the name, it's a Vinoteca Stroke a beer spot which is on Vivergi and it's opposite um, the Albert. And a bottle of this will cost you 38 crowns. That's good. That's good. Smell it. Oh, it's it's proper organic-y. Yeah. It's giving me Siderka vibes, which I think we talked about on this podcast before. There is a, a delivery cider service available around yes. Borno. That's exact. Yes, I couldn't remember the name, but you're spot on. It's those that, ciders were great. It's that fresh, slightly... Like, it even smells a little bit sparkly. It just smells fresh. It's really, really nice. It's, it's giving me, like... Um, Sort of, it triggers me a little bit. It sort of smells a bit like when I used to go on family holidays to uh, Brit- <laughs> Her- Herefordshire, Brittany, <laughs> right? Where they're really into their cider there. That's true. They're, they're yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
And this is giving me the all sort of yeah. stuff because I think at like age 12, 13 or whatever, my dad was just like, fuck it, if you want cider, just go for it, mate. Yeah. So this is yeah. hopefully going to be good. Well, let's have a go on cheers. this then. Cheers, cheers. Absolutely loving this label, that's really nice. Okay, so. Yeah, that'll do. Ooh, yes. Yeah, nicely. Not nice, too sweet, not nice. too carbonated either. Yeah, nicely dry. Yeah. Yes. Well done. Bit of intrigue. Yes. That's well found, nice. by the way. That's an that's an excellent find. I'll be back for some of that, I think. So yeah, very yeah. very pleased with that. That is definitely going to be the summer coming up mm. uh, sort of stuff. Um, sitting out in your garden, not mine. <laughs> Fuck it, you can host like like everything this season you've hosted. Uh, <laughs> sitting out in your garden with that and the yeah, lovely. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm completely bamboozled now as to what on earth we've got next on the list. Is that a quiz with Bamboozler? <laughs> it was not. Uh, it was uh, Hot or Not, actually. Oh, which would be a nice. The, yeah, the, yeah, we're going through, going through all the fun stuff. So, um, you know, when it gets back to the football, you can just turn off. Do not just turn off. Uh, <laughs> right, so yeah, we're going to do Hot or Not after this little break. Right, um, before we do Hot or Not, where's, where do you say this is from? From Iannacovica. <laughs> Kalechi Iannacovica. Yeah. I, 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 love how you, I love how you're like, <laughs> we've, got to, I, yeah. we've got to do this you got bit to re -record now. that. I've got to put that in. pun down. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's from where? Like, Iannacovica. So it is, um, the internet tells me that it's got a population of 508 and lies approximately 10 kilometers northwest of Brno. 508 and a shitload of apples. Yeah, if you, if you look at it on the map, it, it's <clears throat> not a million miles away from Verska Bitishka. So uh -huh. going up a dam, that sort of Right, uh, yes. Yeah, I see, way. yeah. Oh, that's nice, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, you know exactly what it is. And that bit, when you go up there, is incredibly rural. Um, so it will be, mm. it'll be orchards and farms and all the fun yep. stuff there. For those who want to get away from it all. Ten kilometres away from it all, yeah. Take the boat. Yes, yes. Is the boat back? I don't know. Anyway, it's the section of the podcast where we get to say it all. Hot or not, hot or not, hot or not. Hot or not, hot or not. So that's Wunderbar. It is oh, Wunderbar. Yeah. And is what's that, the name of the song? No. Uh, no, is that, uh, that Temple Tudor? Then? Temple yeah, Tudor, okay. well yeah. done, yeah. You can name any of their other singles you're doing well. Uh, Swords of a Thousand Men. It's the one everyone knows, yeah. Yeah, and I'll absolutely take that. There was one other one that, that like, was sort of big-ish. And oh. it was throwing my baby out with the bathwater. I think you've talked to me about this before. It's brilliant. Yeah. This is I the, big, like, the big three of Ten Pole Tudor singles. Ben's quite into them as well. Like ben, who watches the games with us quite often and is a listener to this is podcast. He really? I think so. But you're all singing it in, the, in, in, in this living room at some point, and I was just That's going, true, yeah. That might, have been, that might have been during the, oh, we might be staying up after all days. Yes. Halcyon days. They were good, weren't they? Anyway, hot or not, what have you got? Hot or not, David. Hot, hot, hot and a, and I, a I'll not. I'll go for a, a couple not. of very quick knots, and I'll go for a quite a quick hot, actually, to be honest. 
All right. Do you want to do you want to do one of your knots first? Then? All right. Mine is SK Alicia and getting banned from Twitter. Yes. So yeah, this is not to be confused with the actual official club SK account. SK Alicia and Bono. Yes, it, but it to do with the the actual meme account. I've tried to do some digging and find out what they did. Uh, I choose to think that they actually got banned for doing something naughty rather than the club tracking them down and, you know, like they promised they would... But did they say they, they banned for life the perpetrators or yeah. whatever for posting some memes about how Zbrojovka are dreadful? Yeah. So on our on our, um, on our our social media list, we now, there's now two scalps. There's the, the Lishen account, there's Slavia Irsko. Who's going to be next for the chop while we still endure? <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah, that is a shame. It... It is a very, very bad look for a club when a fake just banter account is much better value and actually has decent news than your actual club Twitter account. And, and so you get them banned. Stop taking yourself so seriously. For exactly. Fuck's sake. Yes. Rubbish. It is this all, you know, we belong with the big boys and we're the sleek sort of like, fuck off, man. Like, you're allowed to have a laugh on the internet, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, Give us some positives. All right, I'll give you a hot, and it is Salernitana. Are you aware of their work? Is that not that club where drinks are free? <laughs> At the Sola, Salernitana. Um, no, no, they are an Italian football team that were sort of bouncing around between Serie A and Serie B oh. in the like sort of you know main days of football Italia on Channel Four. Did they not get promoted? They did, and I did a little bit of looking into their backstory. And in 2012, they were declared completely bankrupt, the original Salernitana, and they reformed as a Phoenix Club, Salernitana 1919. Reformed is... as a Phoenix Club, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, in, in 2012, they restarted in Serie D, which confusingly is not the fourth division of Italian football. It's like the sixth. It, yeah, it's the highest non-professional uh, league. So they we started in Serie D. They were promoted at their first attempt to the Lega Pro Seconda Divisione. Divisione, I don't know. So that's so that's the fourth tier actually, and that's the lowest professional league. Then they were promoted to the Lega Pro Prima Divisione in twenty fifteen. Then they went to uh, promoted to Serie B. And they got promoted to Serie A last week, along with Empoli. So that is um, from uh, semi-pro to to Serie A in nine years. That isn't bad. Incredibly good going. Uh, still playing at their um, Stadio Arecchi in Salerno there. Um, I urge you to Google Salernitana Stadium. So, you like brutal concrete slabs, do you? It's a, it's a cracker. Okay. It really is. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just thought that was a nice story of, mm -hmm. you know, you know the little club that could, in T a way. That touch was good. of the, the, the Castel de Sangro. Uh, yeah, but without the, like... Mafia. Yeah, mafia, massive corruption. They might, they might, well, I mean, it's Italian football. There's always dodginess. The owner has to sell up now they're in Serie A. Because uh -huh. he's brother-in-law with the bloke who owns Lazio. And you can't uh -huh. have connections to two club ownerships in the same league, so he has to sell up. But mm -hmm. yeah, but yeah, there you go. I thought that was quite a nice hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, give me your actually, give me a hot. 
Okay, well, just actually very related to that. Mm -hmm. um, and actually, just to add on to the end of, of your one, isn't it good to see that uh, Macclesfield have been able to reform and uh, have a club back again? The Silk Men. Yeah, which will be back at which, which apparently is going to have Robbie Savage on the board. What? Why? Did I don't he know. play for them at some point? Fuck no. On his way down? His or? career did nosedive, didn't it? I don't know. But good to see clubs getting refunded and back on their feet. My one is the quality of European football leagues this season. Mm. Um, so I, I was thinking about this. Um, um, obviously, we've got to take a you know take out a couple of a couple of leagues from that. Um, you'll you know Bayern, <laughs> this one. Well, Bayern again have won their ninth yep. in a row, etc. And that's not been that much of a fascinating season. But actually, arguably best um, best um, La Liga uh, in in years. Mm -hmm. You have Ligue 1, Ligue 1 which absolutely is the real bonkers. one. Yeah. Both, at both ends of the table, absolute yeah. intrigue there. And Juventus getting completely, you know, um, taken off their um, their yeah. parts by not one, not two, but three um, teams above them. It, it's In great. Incredibly um, uh, good thing about the um, uh, Juve thing because um, your boy at Juve was one of the driving forces be behind the European Super League. Mm -hmm. To stop teams like second place Atalanta not getting into the Champions yeah. League, so get it right around you. And then, I mean, there's obviously the, the issue as well that they they are doing that whole very stubborn, this will work sort of thing. And then isn't uh, isn't Serie A like meeting or the the Italian Football Association meeting quite soon? And if they don't, uh, if they don't sort of like put the idea to bed, like there's a chance Juve just papped out of the league entirely. Yep. <laughs> oh, also. Um, um, Atalanta was going to be my hot um, a couple of weeks ago because um, they uh, are one of the few teams, possibly the like only team ever in one of the big five leagues, to score over a hundred goals three years on the bounce. Entertainment. That's all right. Yeah, it's good, that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. But I just think it's quite funny that as the uh, Super League has, <laughs> I was going to say, taken off. Um, as that chat chat started, and then obviously you had massive opposition from almost all quarters of the football world about that. Actually, the product on the ground in a lot of these leagues is actually still really good. Yes. And, and it is, you know, France isn't just a farmer's league. It doesn't always, you know, it's not always like that. There is some real good stuff happening there. And it has been very good to watch. Mm. It must be said. It's not always the case, but... Maddis stat from around the European leagues recently. Um, top scorer in the Eredivisie is some Greek lad. Got 26 goals. Is that on the back of his shirt? Greek lad. Greek lad. Cannot I can't speak remember today. his name. I can't remember his name. Something Opos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, 26 goals running away with the Dutch golden boot, playing for Venlo, who have been relegated. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that weird to have the, top, the league's top scorer? In a relegated team. That's weird. Of course, in Dutch, it'll be the golden bot. Het <laughs> <laughs> <Het> golden bot. <laughs> yeah. That sounded Dutch. That was. That I, if my Dutch is as good as I think it is, that's exactly what it is. So I, I was really glad they were doing the postcards for the Eurovision. You know, every time mm. in the Eurovision when uh, you know they do a little video to announce. You were going to get country. Eurovision in here somewhere. Of course I was, you? and they, I didn't. They, they filmed one from what must be the, the greatest name of a town in in the Netherlands, which is. Hyphen S. Toggenbosch, home of Den Bosch, of course. Brilliant. Yeah. Very strange. Eurovision was great. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, right. Um, I've got a knot Go for on. you. Um, 
I'm not sure how to phrase this exactly. Um, accidental season tickets. Okay. Right. Okay. This is this is a good one, and this is specifically for uh, uh, my mate and uh, longtime listener Mike. Um, so in um, uh, Plymouth. Uh, they turned Home Park into a vaccination centre. You go to the ground and they ha- were doing all the vaccines and the local NHS were around. Um, the signs for the queuing weren't excellent. So people stood in line for like, you know, four minutes to an hour and ended up um, at the ticket office where they were selling season tickets to Argyle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, I have a, a quote <laughs> here from... Um, uh, somebody, he didn't give his name, he, he, he just says, um, it was pretty busy up there and I almost ended up with Argyle tickets by mistake. <laughs> I, I don't like that quote because it makes it seem like people in the town think of the club as a joke in that sort of, oh God, almost ended up with Argyle tickets there. <laughs> I, who would ever think of the mighty Plymouth Argyle as a joke? What's it, what's the name? Is is it the Plucky Pilgrim? Is that not their mascot or is something? It's I something, don't know. I Pilgrim. just I just like that they've been sponsored by Ginster's Pasties for yeah. since forever. Yes. Who are etc. <laughs> the service station's team of choice. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I I I've, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Plymouth because, like I said, one of my one of my good mates is a fan, and um, I liked Roman Lariu. Some years ago, good goalkeeper. I like the shade of green that they use. Yeah, nice shirts. shade of green. Anyway, that was my not. Did you have one more? Do you have an extra? I, I, hot? I do. I have my real hot, which go on then. And, and it saddens me to say this, David, but it is the Scottish Premiership. Oh crikey! Um, okay, Scottish Premiership has um, finished for a season, and this might be the worst Scottish Premiership season that I can remember. Right, I'm being completely honest about that because. All right, I'll, I'll all right to, to put it in co- right to. Just put it in context, right? Rangers ran away with it, didn't um, didn't lose a game all season. I, besides Rangers, I cannot think of any other club that will really be happy with themselves, with the exception of St. Johnston, who have made it to two cup finals. They did, yeah, they made it to two cup finals, didn't they? That's yeah. right. St. Johnston, by the way, who have scored nine goals at home this season and finished the league fifth. What? That's telling you they've scored <laughs> nine goals at home all season. Fifth. That is... What? The quality of this season has been fucking unbelievable. That's only two fewer than Aberdeen. Yeah, Aberdeen. <laughs> Aberdeen, Aberdeen. who... Um, I was on the tram on the way up here um, a minutes ago. Uh, Lewis Ferguson, who's put in a transfer request already, by the way, um, which has been apparently rejected. Um, <laughs> rejected um, by the club. So uh, uh, we're all having our own private meltdown up in the northeast. But I just can't think of any other team that's ha- that would consider that this being a good season. Aberdeen have been fucking dreadful. It's been a really bad brand of football this this season. We at one point went over a thousand minutes without a goal from open play. Mm. Um, the only good thing is that we've finally got rid of Hamilton Ackes. It's the only thing I can think about. Fair enough. Just miserable. Who's coming up? Do we know? Yes. Um, Hearts, obviously. Right, yes. Um, and there's going to be a playoff, which will be a really intriguing playoff with um, Kelly against Dundee. Um, shout out yet again to Sky Sports, who have real difficulty distinguishing Dundee and Dundee and United, United, who yeah. again put the wrong badge on their, um, you know, their, you wow. know, coming up, you know, next week um, livery on, on the uh, on the telly. You'd think it'd be easy, seeing as the Dundee United badge on it says Dundee United. Yes. 
But I, I think at this point, Sky are just taking the piss. I think they know that every time this happens, it gets screen grabbed. Right, yeah. Um, so, you know, it's almost, it's almost like, I don't like people treating the Scottish, Scottish football with contempt, like Sky and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But honestly, on, based on this season, probably deserve it. <laughs> right. Uh, good on that bombshell. <laughs> there we go. This is compressed. Now. You're right there. Right. Okay. So on that bombshell, we're going to go, we're going to move on to, um, to a game. <laughs> to a game with Liberates, yes. Yes. Uh, that we saw on telly on Friday. Uh, Friday the last, wasn't it? Yes. yes. So last Friday evening, we were on the telly. I mean, every yeah. game is on the telly. Um, but yeah, we were away in Liberets at the lovely Unissi Stadium. And it was a 1-1 draw, which was looked like, on the face of it, quite yeah. a decent result. We yeah. absolutely nicked that point. Yeah. But, you know, they all count. Yeah. Last Friday night, went to watch some good football, thought we're going to get fuck all. Result didn't matter at all. Last Friday night. I've no idea what that is. It sounded better in my head. Do you know Last Friday Night by Katy Perry? No. Do it all (laughs) again. It is Eurovision week, isn't it? Look at you. Blazing. I'm out of control. (laughs) I'm out of control. It is my Christmas. (laughs) It's my, I mean, about Christmas, it doesn't, it's, yeah, it lasts longer than Christmas because it's, because Christmas yeah. just, it's my Eid. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Well, I, I'm not sure yeah. what to say to that, um, but can, yes. To, to, before we go into the bones of the of the game, just to, to set the scene, if we won, then we would have, you know, saved ourselves from relegation for at least another week. If it was a loss, uh, if it was a loss or a draw, that all depended on whether or not Teplitsa were able to get a result at, at Dinamo Ceska Budiavitsa, mm-hmm. because the league is on head to head, and our head to head. If you've been listening for a uh, for a while to his broadcast against Teplitsa is not good, no, <laughs> not good at all. So, so <clears throat> yeah, the game began with as you tweeted. It looks like. Zbrovka have set up with the game plan to give Slovan Liberates as much space and time on the ball as possible. Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> it was just like, yeah, it was the most wide open thing I've seen for yeah. a long time. It's like we did, like, because we started up with a 4 1 4 1 sort of thing going mm. on, I think. And it, it's it, it's really weird. It's really weird because I thought the whole thing about us stopping playing three at the back was to stop people getting so much space in the final third. And then we decided to anyway. Yeah, I mean, that one between the defence and midfield was the return of Chermak. Return of Chermak once, <laughs> once again. again. <laughs> you know that there he here I am. So yeah, he was back. I'd forgotten he even existed. I forgot he was a player, really, that we, we had in there. But there he was. We, you made that point uh, during the game. It's like, <laughs> if you get injured for like more than like six weeks, you just get forgotten about and then somehow get dusted off in the back of a cupboard after six months. Oh, go on, give him 20 minutes. Yeah, it was like, funny because um, against uh, Boleslav, <laughs> the ghost of Lukas Kristufek made the bench and we di- didn't see him on the bench against Liberets either. He might have injured himself like walking up the tunnel or something. 
But uh, but yeah, like um, as you said, the first sort of 10, 15 minutes, Libretz had all the possession. And if Mikhail Rabashitz had, had his shooting boots on, we would have been three down at some yeah. point. He missed uh-huh. some blinding, blinding chances. It was all on the sort of left-hand side where you had, um, I, I believe this was a game that we had Stepanovsky in as a right back, um, who no longer seems to be a right back. And that's, that's the side of the, um, of the central where um, Jan Hlavica also played. And they just decided to stand off absolutely everyone mm. for, for a good, good space of time. And Jan Hlavica, um one of the problems with Jan Hlavica is every so often, and I'm sorry to say this, um, every so often he seems to just forget where he is. And he just sort of stands and doesn't really know what's going on around him. And then someone's just able to just breeze past him mm. and then he's, you know, he's already a couple of yards behind him. And that was definitely, you know, having an impact, especially with a team that is just so quick on the ball like Slovan mm. is. Yeah. Um, we <clears throat> we made it in uh, to halftime nil-nil and we were like, well, this is, yeah, it's not bad. Survived a half. Grew into it. Yeah. Yeah, Grunja, and like I said, um, Ravishitz having a very much having a, an off day because I was convinced, you know, Law of the X and everything, and he he took us to pieces in the first yeah, the yeah. first time we played him. He was very good. Um, so the second half comes around uh, again. It's sort of fairly equal, and then we give away a penalty for the biggest not a foul you will ever see. Uh, Luget Pernitzer penalised and given a foul against for cleanly tackling the ball. Yeah, this um, this really felt like we, we we better make sure to get the nail in the coffin now that the uh, the boys are in Bohemia. Um, one thing, just to very quickly go back as well, great chance we had at the start of the um, uh, of that second half on like the forty seventh minute, um, which was really well worked on the on the left side. You had um, uh, Hladik cutting in and, and firing just inches wide. That's of the right. Post. Yes, I'd um, forgotten about that. Yeah, good chance. But the the penalty was just Joe. Penalty was absolutely spurious. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've n- I've never seen a cleaner tackle of the ball. He was like, um, he was coming into the box, didn't really have it massively under control. Um, the Pernitzer does slide in, but gets the ball absolutely cleanly, barely gets the man if at all, and yeah, penalty apparently for some reason yeah. there it is. <clears throat> but who steps up? But that man, Martin Berkovets, with his oh, man. with his with his like blue COVID testing goalkeeper's gloves. Um, it is a really big gloves, weren't they? Yeah, but I mean, as you said, it is a hashtag nice height for the goalkeeper. Yeah. But it's a fantastic save, nonetheless. That's a great save. Like it's it is a it's a right size for the goalkeeper, but you have to be on full stretch because. Mm. You know, like it's basically the penalty has slightly gone wrong in, in the sense that it's supposed to be just slammed into the bottom left um, corner because that is the the place that a keeper, if he is absolutely on the middle line, can't really stretch yeah. to usually. Just slightly too high, isn't it? It's sort of yeah. like two thirds of the way down mm-hmm. the height of the goal, but still, yeah, great save. Great save. I mean, Berkovitz had a couple of really important saves in the game. He came into it. He did um, another one. It was a kind of you know David Seaman against Sheffield the United job line. later on. Just I mean that's just it's just insane. Like it has that yeah. his arm has to go behind him, you know, just to sort of like uh, you know palm it off the line, a, a big hand. Yeah, thing. really good, lovely stuff. Um, at that that point we were starting to get a little bit overrun in the sense that we were sort of we had quite good possession, but not much to do with it. And it was all the chances were really starting to go Slovan's way. When 
you mentioned the um, attempt in at the start of the second half. I forgot to mention, actually, I had written something down about this, and this was going to be my not, actually, until I found out the Plymouth Home Park season ticket COVID thing. <clears throat> and my not was going to be uh, the impact of VAR and the absolute lack anymore in a number of ways of giving the forward the benefit of the doubt. Because it was always supposed to be that to encourage goals to be scored, if it was tight, you would give the forward the benefit of the doubt mm -hmm. for offside. Obviously, that has absolutely been killed through VAR, because yeah. if your armpit's offside, then mm -hmm. you're fucked. Anyway, Hladik scores a goal. Forgot about that. The, the assistant referee had flagged that he was offside, but the move is completed. He flags. N nobody stops, really. Hladik finishes. It should be 1-0. Replays then show that the assistant referee had flagged incorrectly for Hadig to be offside. So the referee makes a mistake, or the, the refereeing team makes a uh, mistake. Hadig scores. Now, if that had been something that had resulted in a goal and had shown the striker to be offside that would have been ruled out. Mm -hmm. But the incorrect call was the linesman's. Yet the move was finished and Hladik scored. Why did they not go back to VAR to check that the linesman had not made a mistake, as in fact he had? They don't use VAR to help attackers at all, because this would have been a perfect time to double-check. Was the linesman right to flag? No, he wasn't. Let the goal stand. But is... Is that ever going to happen? No, absolutely yeah. not. I'm also absolutely shocked that that happened to a team from Moravia playing in Bohemia. Yeah, weird that, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was just it was just something that had never occurred to me before ever. Like yet another scurrilous use of VAR absolutely penalises everything to do with forwards. Yeah, just I don't that think really. Anyone that listens to us enjoys VAR. No, so we're. I think anyone that think watches football all... enjoys VAR. As people say in my work, I think we're aligned on this point. <laughs> Good. Were you drawing a lines across the pitch with a computer? Tell me about tell me about John Mosquera. <laughs> so yeah, um, John Mosquera scourges Brovka in the first uh, in, in the well, first leg, the the reverse fixture that we played at home. Who scored that absolute worldy? Uh, he didn't start this game, but he came on in the, I think, about the 76th minute and two minutes later he'd scored. Yeah. The shortest man on the pitch, towering over one of our centre-backs to get a header in. Unbelievable. Was that before or after Slovan hit the post? I think that was after. After, right. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah, because that was... It was just after Berkovets had made that incredible, like, scoop from behind save two minutes later... Caught in no man's land. And at this point, you're thinking, oh, well. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, again, one for the cliche, it's that man again, John Mascara. John Mascara, yeah. Boy, what I would do for John Mascara to play for uh, for Zborovka. Yeah. He's just, what, what sort of team to have the luxury of putting him on the bench and mm. then, you know, getting him on for the last 15 minutes? He's also one of those lovely players that sort of made his career quite nicely here because he was a, a kind of, you know, Bohemian's cult figure for a while. Liberettes clearly saw 
a player that could make that slight step up, help them get yeah. towards Europe. And he's done that incredibly well. He's had a great season. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, uh, Mosquera scores and you think, well, that's probably that then. Mm-hmm. Until the 93rd minute, when up pops the invisible man who you said you hadn't, you'd forgotten he was even on the pitch or hadn't even noticed him for the yeah. entire game. Antonin Rusek. Yeah. Dear me. Antonin Rusek, who... I'm, I'm, this isn't even your know, sort of, you know, exaggeration or hubris, right? I, I cannot remember anything that Anthony Rusek did all game. I no. can't remember. I, I did actually forget that he was on the pitch. I just assumed that he he was benched or was it because you just didn't see him. No, it's just, it's not the Anthony Rusek that we saw <laughs> last season at all. It's 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 sad in a way. Well, actually, it's not the Anthony Rusek we've seen this season because we would have seen him huffing and puffing and being completely ineffective, but getting into positions and completely fluffing it. Rather than this time, yeah. we didn't see him at all, but he gets his one chance at the very end and absolutely buries it. So, it, yeah. yeah. Where's that Anthony Rusek been? <laughs> yeah. So that was that was pleasing, um, even though you can't celebrate his Borovka goals anymore without giving it 30 seconds in case something comes up that they saw somebody breathe on somebody aggressively and it's actually a free kick to I, the opposition. I found that very funny because as soon as Rusek scores, he is absolutely like, you know, in the goal, grab the ball, run towards the centre circle with it. Doesn't even give the ref time because it's like 93 minutes. Yeah. It's like, just kick off, kick off, kick off. He's going to blow. He's going to blow for full time. Just just, just, just do it. <laughs> Don't even give him time to look. I like the yeah. idea that I mean, Rusek thought in the last 30 seconds Borovka could kick on for the three points there <laughs> despite not threatening it for basically an hour before that. I, I, I doubt Anthony Rusek thinks a lot, to be honest. I <laughs> not the sharpest knife in the spoon. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, when you think about the team, who is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, probably there's probably like maybe one intelligent player, and he's going back to Pilsen. So yeah. I mean, you know, not on game intelligence, but you know, Havertz has seemed like a nice lad when he was here. That's true. Very, very generously talking to us for an hour and a yeah, half. Yeah, we do know for a fact that he went to university. <laughs> yes, so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that happened, and then Tablitzer won, and we got relegated. So, yeah, that's that. Um, yeah, the Vedos brothers couldn't yes, come exactly. through for us, could they? Yeah. Like, what were you thinking, guys? Did you not want to see a repeat of the Vedos Derby? Vedos Derby! Next season. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Marking that on the timestamp there. 51.50. I've never felt this powerful. <laughs> that's a five, not a three. Anyway, so, yeah... Um, We've got some previews, so they're fairly pointless. We're going to do them in one thing, aren't we? Yeah. Home to Offer Warren, away. What a way to finish the season. Away at Sparta Prague. So, yeah, um, stick around for those if you feel like it, and some Tenpole Tudor. Opava. Don't have anything for Opava. Uh, I, I just basically wanted to use this, um, which is a Sunday at five, mm-hmm. uh, as a recommendation for something we should do. <laughs> Watch the Monaco Grand Prix. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so we know what's happened with Opava. Opava have had their moments. 
as maybe we have Anne Przybram, who are apparently resurgent now after uh, beating Yablonets, because that happened. Yeah. Um, madness. Yeah, so we're no longer like the the one above the, the safety. We're now below that. Um, up of our down, I yeah. mean, everyone's pretty much down at this point. I mean, there's I think there's still a tiny chance, isn't there, that Przybram can save themselves, and that's not going to happen. Um, we... I, don't, I don't know. Przybram have some pretty powerful friends. True, Chris Cortez. So, <laughs> I yeah, I mean, I have, I have no notes for this. If you want to know about the up of a squad um, who will be playing next season, then we did um, we did a preview of that before the um, the away game, mm-hmm. which was also this side of the of the winter break. So I thought it, it's exactly the same information. But one thing that we need to do is we need to not play anyone that's leave um, that's um, going to be leaving is my thought. Mm. So that means Pernitza, it means writer. Because yeah. it's absolutely, it doesn't fucking matter what happens now, yeah. right? I mean, I don't really care about pride. If we're bottom, we're bottom. It doesn't, you know, bottom yeah. and second bottom, there's no difference really. So we need to start using these games to think about what we're actually going to try and do next season with the players that we're going to have. So that maybe means, you know, getting, um, you know, Christoufek for the last 15 minutes yeah. on just for a sort of a jog around maybe playing around with who we're going to have up front. I mean, I'd give Vila 90 minutes, for example, mm. because I think he's going to be a much bigger part this season. There's no guarantee that people like Anthony Rusek stick around. Though. Um, Vila was excellent when he came on against Opava in the um, uh, reverse fixture, wasn't he? Was. He, he basically panicked them enough that Hadik uh, got the space to put the second away. The thing about Vila is he's strong, mm. and we don't really have that sort of player up front. No. So it'd be good to, to see how he can get on. And you just give a couple of fringe players a, a lookout. The, the annoying thing about being relegated, right, is that you know that the team that you have currently is not good enough to stay in the division, but that team is probably going to make a good fist of the second division, which, to be fair, is of a reasonably poor standard in this country. Yeah. So you're caught in, in, in limbo. And, of course, if you're going down to the league, you're not going to attract the right players at that time. Yeah. So it's going to be about getting some um, some cheaper, more experienced players who are in the twilights of their careers at Zlin, at Karvina again. Mm. And it's going to be about blooding in the youth and keeping some key players. I'm already thinking that we'll be very lucky if we have any players like Pachlopnik to, uh, you know, to start next season. I think that he'll almost certainly be away. The question is if Tonda Rusek has had a bad enough season to stop any interest that he was having from teams like Banik Ostrava. Yeah. So experimental <clears throat> team. I mean, fucking put Floda in in goal. Even. Yeah. You know, it doesn't doesn't matter at, at this point. We should just actually have a laugh with it, and also pretty much use this as a mass demonstration against the fucking owner. Yeah, if we can get if we can mobilize those two hundred and eighty eight lads, <laughs> I say I say lads, I mean like middle aged men and their kids. That were the main audience there last time. Yes, so. just a bunch of lads sitting down every so often, just going, "Oh, yes, just Maria." Yeah. So that's I mean that's basically Opava. Um, rinse and repeat for Sparta. It's a way. Apart from they're not going down. Yeah, Sparta are a good team. <laughs> um, the yeah the one I mean Klojek has just been outstanding, hasn't he? Yeah. Like I mean, eighteen years old. Just, you know, just yeah, lots of lots of rumours floating around that you know Liverpool want him to replace, you know, possibly one of the front three. Maybe you know if Mane sods off to Real, Hozek might be not a ready-made replacement, but he's only eighteen and yeah. You know, I mean, he is that good. So they're just quite a nice attacking team like that, like Yulish. Uh, I think that um, actually having um, um, Krejci. 
uh, thing. I mean, original, <laughs> I saw Krejci won. Original Krejci, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought that he's had a reasonably good season. The problem that Sparta are having is that they've achieved the bare minimum um, this That's season. Right, yeah. Like, so 14 points off, uh, off Slavia. I mean, absolutely in the shadow of that team right now. Yet again, went a season without beating them. I think that's something like it's in its twenties now. Anyway, of derby games without a victory for um, Wow, really? Sparta Prague. They're. I think they're going to finish second now. They're three points. Um, they've got a three points gap on 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 Yablonets in third, um, and Yab. Um, Yablonets are playing Slovan next, and then, right, yeah. Uh, no, they're not. They're playing Slavia next, and right, then they're okay. playing. Um, they're playing Pardubice. And Sparta have um, us, and we're terrible. <laughs> yeah. And Bohemians that are a team that is quite difficult to break down, but once you break them down, it tends to be all one-way traffic. I yeah, find. I mean, you know, technically it is a Prague derby, Bohemian-Sparta, of course it is, but Bohemians also absolutely on the beach at this point yeah. as well. So I, I like Bohemians, but they've always come across to me as quite a slow, cumbersome, clunking team. Like, not really that much fast-paced play. True. Not much sort of creativity, but just sort of go for solidity, you know. Mm. Working-class character of that part of Prague, I don't yeah. know. But, yeah, no, I'd, I'd back Sparta to... Um, uh, to to get second. And I, I think, I mean, they'll obviously beat us... Um, well, I mean, it, it depends if they've sewn up second, I suppose. Um, again, just have a laugh with it. I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, will I watch it? Yes. But it's it's not going to be particularly pleasant. We have to use these games to start trying to get a grip on the realities that we have. Mm -hmm. We have no grip on a, this managerial situation. It's completely up in the air. But we need to start seeing about who's looks like they can maybe do a job for us. thing is... Um, about the managerial situation, Dostalek, now relegation is confirmed, looks like he went into full bridge burning mode, criticizing the ownership and saying, Oh, I wanted ex you know, players and they didn't I buy me anyone. I saw that. But I don't believe him. No, I like like that statement lost me even more respect for him than I had previously, and that was very little, because he didn't even have the bravery to make it a kind of us versus them situation. <laughs> if in January, like if by the end of the transfer window, he'd said, I asked for players, I didn't get any. Mm -hmm. um, at least he would have got people on side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm, I'm having to deal with this as best I can. I know it's difficult, but I did ask. Mm -hmm. I didn't get anything. I've got no backing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, yeah. but, you know, that didn't even happen. So... He was just, he was looking out for himself, basically, yeah. you know, trying to keep in with the owners. And now everything's gone tits up. He's decided, oh, but I didn't have backing. And therefore, yeah, abs no, spineless. Yeah. Absolutely spineless. At least Mahalak had the gumption sometimes to actually sort of like start out a press conference and go, sorry, I fucked the tactics today. Yeah. Because he was changing them every single game because that stupid idea that we have to tinker and change our formation and our tactics to cater to each opponent rather than actually set up a well, solid system. Well, and also he was manager at the point where we were losing like nine players a week to COVID. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's that also under, you know, file under slightly mitigating circumstances. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dostalic has really got no leg to stand on with, with all this. Like, I mean, Dostalic... Especially in those stupid skinny joggers. We... Um, I mean, I will say that it, it's. I want to talk about this a lot in a fortnight about what both. I think are the the things that basically cost us this season, 
And it, it, you cannot say that he was a key mitigating factor in us going down. You have to. Because mm. a lot of the stuff, the performances on the pitch, were entirely his fault. He didn't have a clue what he was doing. Anyway, as Sam yeah, says, we're going just... to do a, a, a slightly depressing deep dive into that in a couple of weeks in our end of season jamboree. I don't know what we've got prepared for that, but yeah. I'm looking forward to getting my orienteering badge. We're recording it all in a tent. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I'm I'm, I'm stocking up on woggles. Kumbaya, the league. Kumbaya. (laughs) (laughs) Can you buy the league? Pre Ramya. Uh, (laughs) More of that kind of nonsense next week this uh, was going to be a short episode wasn't it and it just turned yeah. into a rant about ah. Scottish football about Dostalek <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, yeah if you aren't already follow us on all the social medias thank you uh, for getting in touch when you have it's been very nice uh, uh, one yeah. last thing just uh, off the top of my head here um, obviously we will be having a review in a fortnight's time but uh, as usual we will be having a, um, a summer where we will almost certainly be keeping up the podcasts now and then. So here is, as usual, a call to you, the listener. If you would like us to go into anything um, pertaining to Zbrojovka or the state of Czech football, please send us your recommendations, moral support, jokes. Uh, We'd be happy to um, laugh at them. Yeah. um, uh, Just a reminder, yeah, the things we've done so far, we've looked at the Czechs at tournaments, Euro 96-2004, we looked at the 60s connection between the Czech League and the Scottish League in the Interfairs, uh, Intercity Fairs Cup, didn't we? Um, yeah, we did. Yeah, we've had uh, a couple of interviews. So yeah, like if you if there's any particular field you'd like us to do a bit of a you know a bit of a dive into, yeah. then uh, let us know. That would be very nice. Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you very much as always, listener, and thank you, David, for yet another uh, wonderful show. You're very welcome. The same to you. Mr. Sam. I don't know what I was going <laughs> No, what was that? That know. was odd. We've never done that. No. Um, right. To the pub. Bye. Oh!